Welcome to Will's Personal Development Podcast, where we bring you data and science-backed answers and advice from billionaires. What's up, everybody? My name is Will, and welcome to my podcast. As you all know, in this episode, we are going to be talking about why we have too much stuff. So this is a really cool topic, and we're not just going to cover why we have too much stuff, but what we can do about this and how having less stuff can actually lead to uh, more happiness, more results achieved, more fulfillment, all the things that's having more stuff you would think would bring you. So let's just start this off on the right foot. Um, there is a certain group of people on YouTube called minimalists and group of people on the internet really uh and they have they're behind this movement called minimalism it's been fairly popular for f- uh, quite a long time now on the internet and essentially what they subscribe to is they argue that you should just cut out everything in your life and live a very minimalistic life and that's how you will be more efficient, happier, less stressed, and all these good stuff. Now, I don't, I'm not a minimalist myself, but I do ascribe to some minimalist or simplistic or essentialist type practices. Um, and I use those terms because there's, um, a book called Essentialism, which is, um, they're not, it's, it's a really popular productivity book and it, covers a similar theme of minimalism, which is that you, you want to simplify to be the most productive. So along my studies of a lot of billionaires like Warren Buffett, I've really come to realize that they make everything very simple. And by doing so, they don't get overwhelmed, they don't get distracted, and they don't get tempted by meaningless minor tasks. And uh, it's one of those counterintuitive truths because as humans, we think we're superior beings who are smarter and better than everything. And so we assume or we believe that there has to be some more complex, complicated solution to every pro- problem. And what ends up happening is uh, it gets exceptionally complicated needlessly when a simple solution would solve the problem. Now I'm going to walk through a few examples that I've learned from uh, some of the top most famous actors, celebrities, and billionaires or some of the richest people in the world. So I'll start with Charlie Munger. Uh, he has this great analogy. This was during the Cold War when uh, the Soviet Union was competing with the U.S. to see who could land a man on space first. So the U.S., they realized that they had to write stuff down on paper in space. But it's hard to do that because there's no gravity. So how do you actually get the ink to come out of a pen in zero gravity? So they invested a lot of time and money into developing a zero gravity pen that dispenses ink even though there's no gravity to pull the ink out of the pen. Soviet Union, they just used a pencil. So 
they achieve the same goal without having to be all complex and convoluted and complicated. And therefore, uh, it's one of those things where human ego gets in the way of what's actually the most effective or efficient. A lot of people are unwilling to have an open mind and consider that, hey, maybe the simpler solution is actually the better one because they have to, you know, they have a very complex mind that could do complicated, impressive stuff. So they assume that this is the best route. And paradoxically, they end up just making it worse. Uh, here's another example. Uh, Will Smith, one of the most famous actors in the world, really, uh, one of the highest paid. He was on an interview uh, with Charlie Rose a few years ago. And Charlie, you know, asked him, what's the secret to success? Or he, That's the essence of his question. He phrased it in a different way, but you know, that's what he asked. And Will Smith responded uh, by saying that, in, and it was just such a simple way he said it. He said it like, this is kind of how he said it. I can't remember the exact words, but I went something along the lines of, Decide what you're going to do, how you're going to get there, and do it. Period. It's that simple. And then Charlie starts, you know, saying, that's it. And Will replies, that's it. It's that simple. And then Charlie goes on to talk about how, you know, humans, we just, you know, we, we assume that there has to be something more that... It can't be that simple because it has to be more complicated than that. And for Will, that's essentially how he boiled it down. He said, that's all there is to it. Most people don't really decide what they really want. And if they do, they don't fully commit to it, do anything they have to do to get there, and actually execute on their plan. And I find that really interesting. I'm going to wrap this uh, example section up with another example from Warren Buffett. So uh, he's revealed this numerous times on interviews with Charlie Rose and elsewhere. But sometimes he'll whip out his uh, monthly calendar, which is it's just one of those uh, simple uh, paper calendar pamphlets uh, where, you know, you... You can buy for like a few dollars at a store and it just shows you on paper. It's a little notebook. It shows you every day of the month for the entire year. And he whips this thing out and he shows people how he structures his day. And for an entire month, there's nothing on any of the pages. It's completely blank. It's completely the same as a brand new monthly calendar notebook you could get yourself and on a few of the pages there will be one priority so over the course of an entire month he just has three things for that month and that's it there's no specifics there's no granularity no details and with that level of simplicity when he only has three things to focus on Obviously, he makes sure he gets those done. Uh, you know, 
there's probably more than one approach to productivity in the sense that Bill Gates does things a little bit differently. He structures every minute of his day from beginning to end. So he has it all planned and mapped out. Even if it's just a shower, he'll put that down as like three minutes or 15 minutes on his calendar. So there's different paths to it, but uh, what I like about Warren Buffett's simplicity slash minimalist model is that it really makes sure you focus on the right things and it's really makes sure you don't forget about them. And it also really makes sure that there's no distractions and you know what to say no to if they don't align with those uh, two or three main monthly priorities. So consider that because most people, I've seen this myself, I've done it myself, their prioritization or process of tasking stuff or doing stuff is very convoluted, very complex, and there's maybe all sorts of different tasks that they have to get to on a daily basis, and they're just overwhelmed. From everything from the most minor unimportant tasks to uh, important tasks, they, they all just get lumped into a huge list and they're not f- effectively prioritized. And even if they are, it, since it's just uh, this massive list, it just overwhelms them. And that's a key to productivity and a key to why we're oftentimes so stressed. Uh, the good, the important stuff gets buried in there and they start their day off with some of the most unimportant or non-urgent stuff, like checking email. If you open your inbox in the first thing in the morning, oftentimes you're just barraged with all these emails that are of low priority or low importance, and you're too tempted to click on the next email. And by the middle of the day, you haven't really done anything impactful. You're, you're just at the whim of other people's emails. So let's get back to having too much stuff in general. And not just from a productivity focus. I, again, don't subscribe. I'm not a minimalist. Um, true minimalists, they kind of really have close to nothing in their life. Like they live out in the wild. They may have a, like a trailer park or, you know, trailer that they live in. Uh, they have only a few sets of clothes. Uh, and there's a few pretty popular minimalist channels on YouTube. Uh, Many of them used to live corporate jobs and they were making a lot of money, but just hating it for some reason. And then all of a sudden, you know, they adopted minimalism, quit their job, lived a much simpler life, but were much happier. Uh, I don't, I personally don't ascribe that to complete minimalism. I, I believe there's certain aspects of just understanding yourself uh, and, you know, the science of happiness and all that that have allowed them to do that, such as finding something that's more fulfilling for them, that they enjoy more, having the freedom of time, not having to worry about all this stuff that brings them happiness rather than um, what actually brings them happiness. Uh, so that gets us to another important part of it. Uh, you know, uh, there's some top influencers in this space uh, in the self-help space, like uh, Leo Babota of Zen Habits, uh, he, he argues that we have too much stuff. Uh, he's very minimalist in his teachings, but he argues that 
we do what we do or we have what we have uh, because of fear. He, he points it all to fear. And I can't say I completely agree, but there are certain parts that I think are important. You know, uh, he says that, you know, we pack too much when we travel. We have a garage full of stuff we don't need in case we need it. We fear safety. It's, it's the fear of lack of safety and certainty. Uh, we buy, we bring all this stuff with us. We hold on to things that we'll probably never use again because of this fear of safety and uncertainty. He says we keep books and memorabilia, uh, whether it's a guitar or exercise machine that we'll never use because of the fear of not being good enough. And then we hold on to sentimental items because of the fear that the love we have now is not good enough. I disagree. I think uh, that may be part of the reason that we do all these things. Uh, but first off, I think they're minor points. Um, I think really getting to the root of it and why I think um, simplifying your life works and simplifying the possessions you have works is because of the, the classic corporate culture thing where these people turn to minimalism because they have all this stuff and they think that, you know, earning more money, even if it means slaving away and devoting most of your day, if not all of your day, working a job that really stresses you out or kills you or you don't like, to get these stuff, only to find that these stuff don't bring you happiness, uh, is a classic trap, the hedonic adaptation trap, and a huge thing that I've been uh, talking about, again, in more detail in previous podcasts, so check those out. Uh, but I think that's the real reason why minimalism works. It's not so much a fear, but a uh, buying into the wrong idea that is, for some reason, perpetuated by society and capitalism, which is this whole idea that money or more possessions brings you happiness. And one of the big reasons why I am uh, very adamant in uh, making sure that everyone who listens to this podcast or any of my content uh, learns because most of the world still believes in, in this myth of you know buying more stuff that and having more money that's going to bring you happiness and that's far from the truth uh, so another huge thing I would say with fear yes there are, I think there is definitely a fear of lack of safety and certainty um, and then as far as fear of not being good enough, for me, I don't think that really applies. Uh, and then, you know, fear that the love you have now is not good enough. I disagree. I think we hold on to all these possessions we have because we think that there's memories in there uh, that we want to lose. Or, you know, we might need this someday and it, it, it holds some potential use out of it. Uh, or without it we won't be as comfortable or as happy or enjoyable. There's definitely, you know, that fear of uncertainty or safety there. Uh, however, I do think that uh, it's not the full picture. I think it's it's more focused on that level of memory and utility, not so much fear, uh, as Leo Babauta says. So what can you do about that? I highly suggest reading the book, 
The Art of Tidying Things Up. It's um, a one-of-a-kind book in its category about pretty much how to stay organized and organize your rooms, your closet, and everything else. And it's written by this consultant who does it for a living. It's a really interesting read. It's not too long. And one of her big points is that just throwing something away does not remove the memories you have of that something. And another huge point she has is that don't tell anyone else, your friends or family, because if you tell someone that you're throwing something out, they will prevent you. So you have to sneak it out and throw it away. And those two points really help me out uh, because essentially what it's allowed me to do is throw away a bunch of stuff that I was stockpiling because, you know, oh, it holds certain memories. I got this, you know, movie ticket when I went to my first IMAX movie in Disney World. It's this like disgusting, dirty ticket now. And hundreds of these things clog up my room and make it less appealing and organized and efficient. But I have to have it here because it's just like some memory. Now, there is maybe some level of truth to that. Uh, but she makes a great point that your memories are not lost with or without that thing. It's what is in your head that matters the most. And relieving of it, relieving it uh, will help your life. So you're not really losing anything. You're gaining something. So it really helped me out. I've cleared some stuff out and I'm still working on it. You know, I am not a complete minimalist. Uh, I don't let you live out like I'm homeless. I don't only have a few pairs of clothes, but I have definitely simplified my wardrobe and all these other things. Uh, and it really does help. And it's really actually more efficient. Fashion is another huge area where a lot of the top fashion gurus on YouTube, like teaching men's fashion with Jose, uh, Benson, I think his last name is Vensenega or something like that. Then there's uh, Real Man, Real Style, uh, all, all those, you know, fashion gurus like uh, Ashley Weston. They often stress the importance of minimalism, some more than others. But I, it's really important when you study some of the most fashionable people on earth. Uh, those who wear like timeless outfits, like suits and ties. Their outfit wardrobe is actually very simplistic. It's usually just a jacket, collared shirt, maybe a tie, uh, maybe dress pants, and that's it. You know, sometimes it's less than that. And they'll wear one or two bracelets, one, nothing more than that. And one of the big mistakes a lot of those fashion gurus made early on when they were still learning about fashion was to buy too many stuff. And their principle is that having a small wardrobe of stuff you will wear is better than a large wardrobe of nothing you'll wear. So thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a review on iTunes of this podcast. I'll see you in the next episode.